British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> Give me the phone. I'll talk to him. Hello? Yes, this is Mr. Flywheel. So you found my book, eh? Oh, you needn't bother about bringing it over. You can read it to me over the phone. Start at page 150. That's where I left off. Hello? Hello? Hi, he hung up on me. After I go to the trouble of putting aside legal business just to talk to him. Legal business? Why, Mr. Flywheel, you were doing a crossword puzzle. Well, is doing a crossword puzzle illegal? <laughs> Say, has that assistant of mine, Ravelli, been in this morning? No, Mr. Flywheel, he hasn't. He hasn't, eh? Well, when he gets here, tell him to go down to the post office and have our inkwells filled. And while he's there, he can mail this letter. But this letter has no stamp on it. Well, tell him to drop it in the box when nobody's looking. <laughs> but, Mr. Flywheel, a stamp only costs three cents. For three cents, I deliver it myself. <laughs> anyway, this letter is too heavy for one stamp. I think we better put two stamps on it. Nonsense. If we put two stamps on the letter, it'll be still heavier. <laughs> on second thoughts, never mind the letter. It's just a little note to my friend, Sam Jones, asking for a loan of $2. But poor old Sam probably has his own troubles. I hardly think he can spare it. And even if he had it, I think he'd be a little reluctant to lend me the dough. He's kind of tight that way. Well, I don't think he'd let me have it if he thought I was going hungry. In fact, that guy wouldn't give me a nickel if I was starving. And he calls himself a friend. The cheap, poor-flushing swine. I'll show him where to get off at. Take a letter to that snake and tell him I wouldn't touch his two dollars. And if he ever comes near this office again, I'll break every bone in his body. Hello, boss. Hello, Miss Dimp. Don't try to change the subject. Where have you been? I was in the barber shop getting my hair cut. I see. Getting your hair cut during office hours. Well, my hair grows during office hours, don't it? <laughs> when you're in the office, I want you to concentrate on your work. You can grow your hair at home. Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel? Yes, Mr. Ravelli is here. Who's calling? Who? Mr. Ravelli. There's a man on the phone who wants to talk to you. He says his name is One Round Gombat. Oh, that's my new prize fighter. I talked to him. Hello, One Round. How you feel? Ah, so fine. Yeah? Ah, so fine. Mm-hmm. Ah, so fine. Goodbye. Boss, I just got some bad news. Bad news? Well, that's a fine. <laughs> My new prize fighter, he don't feel so good today. You got a fighter? Where did you get him? It was easy. It was at the prize fights, watching him fight. And the other guy, he knocked him right into my lap. Oh, so that's how you picked him up. I know, pick him up. Three ushers, they picked him up. Oh, that's too bad. Did they have 
have to carry him home? Not one round gumbatch. They don't have to carry him home. They carry him to the hospital. Ravelli, I'd be better off if they carried you there instead. No, boss. We're going to make plenty of money with one round gumbats. He's going to sign a contract with me as soon as he learns to write his name. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one. Who's going to sign your name? Gumbats. <laughs> He's learning that, too. Yeah, pretty soon, boss, we're going to own a fighter. We're going to own him? That's fine. Run down to the pawn shop and see what we can get for him. Well, I could, but I don't know what he wants. Come in, come in, whoever you are. Excuse me, are you Mr. Flywheel? Am I Mr. Flywheel? Before I answer that, there's one thing I want to know. Yes? Are you Mrs. Flywheel? (laughs) Certainly not. All right, then I'm Mr. Flywheel. And... I bet I can guess who you are. Well, then, who am I? I give up. Who are you? I give up, too, and I wasn't even playing. My name, my name, gentlemen, is Mrs. Willoughby. And you come bursting in here just to tell us that? You misunderstand. I came to your office to transact some business. You want to use my office for your business? No, no, gentlemen. I'm here for legal advice. I've just been left a very large estate with considerable money, and it's causing me problems with my income tax. I thought perhaps you might be able to help. Help with your income tax? A big woman like you, you'll pay your own taxes. Taxes? Hey, I got a brother living in taxes. (laughs) Quiet, we're talking about taxes, money, dollars. Well, that's where my brother lives, dollars, taxes. (laughs) It was worth waiting for. Ravelli, why don't you bore a hole in yourself and let the sap run out? Gentlemen, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, madam, what you don't know won't hurt you. And that ought to make you practically safe from anything. And I didn't come here to be insulted. Then you must be in the wrong office. Keep quiet, Ravelli. I can defend myself. Now, uh, just what is the problem with this income tax? They're asking for far too much in light of my recent inheritance... I have a tax form here with me. Most of it I don't understand. Here, let me see that. Hmm. This income tax isn't very entertaining reading. You haven't got an amusement tax with you instead. I'm afraid it is rather complicated. Complicated? Why, a child of four could explain this. Ravelli, run out and see if you can find a child of four. Hey, <laughs> it's no wonder. It's got no pictures. <laughs> He is dumb, isn't he, folks? <laughs> now, let's see. We'll start at the beginning. It says here, are you a resident of the United States? Ha, <laughs> ha. a craze. Everybody know Herbert Hoover is a resident of the United States. <laughs> There's my argument. Restrict immigration. <laughs> Say, here's a good one. A fiduciary filing the return for an estate and process of administration may claim in lieu of this deduction provided in Section 162A of the Act of 1922B. That sounds perfectly dreadful. Well, you don't think the second act's going to be any better, do you? (laughs) I saw this form on Broadway last week, and it stunk the whole place out. But what does it mean? Basically, my dear Mrs. Willoughby, it means you should let me worry about your money and Uncle Sam worry about his taxes. What you need is a tax loss. A what? You know, a bit like Ravelli here. Only a tax loss instead of a dead loss. So, how's about it, lady? You want to buy a prize fighter? A prize fighter? Yes, madam. He punches like a mule. And if you don't believe it, I can have him punch you around a little. I see. You want me to invest in him and put it against my taxes? Hmm. Some people have been trying to interest me in a wholesale grocery, which I can buy for $10,000. What would you want with $10,000 worth of groceries? 
Why, you can get a regular dinner for 65 cents. <laughs> anyway, it's not enough. The lots would need to be in the 200,000 region. Well, why didn't you say so? Ravelli locked the door and tied her to a chair. <laughs> now, Mrs. Willoughby, I've got just the thing for you, a prize fighter. I don't want a prize fighter. If it's the price that stands in your way, you don't have to worry. You can buy our fighter on the installment plan. $10 down and $10 when he gets up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm not interested in your prize fighter. Oh, maybe she's all right, boss. It's no use buying gumbats unless she buys the referee, too. All right, then. But uh, could I interest you in a pugilist? Perhaps I'm not making myself clear. I distinctly said I don't want anything of that kind. Well, very well, then. Let's forget about it. Uh, Mrs. Willoughby, how would you like to invest some money in a heavyweight boxer? No, 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 Mr. Flywheel. What I want is some sound financial advice. Now, I'm currently sponsoring the Rome Philharmonic's visit to this country. They open at the Carnegie Hall tomorrow night. You may both join me in my private box. Why, you're coming apart? <laughs> but by then, I expect you to have come up with a no-nonsense, guilt-edge idea as to a suitable tax loss. Now, is that clear? Yes, perfectly clear. We'll come up with a no-nonsense, guilt-edge idea. But I warn you, it's going to be a prize fighter. <laughs> This, boss, is the last hope, Jim. Gumbass, he come here all the time when he's in training. Hey, there he is now. Hello there, Mr. Ravelli. Look, I'm skipping. <laughs> Hello, Paluca. This is my boss, Mr. Flywheel. Hey, what's the idea of saying hello, Paluca? What do you think? Just because you're a Paluca, I don't say hello? <laughs> say, Mr. Flywheel, Ravelli said you was going to get me a new fighting outfit. Well, the canvas was wearing through your old one. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the least I could do. It's all in this bag. Uh, hey, there's only one shoe. So blame Ravelli. I told him to have your shoes half-soled, and he sold one to the janitor. <laughs> Well, then your feet won't fall asleep. As <laughs> a some joke. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Mr. Rebelli. <laughs> All that money on speech lessons, and look where it wound up. <laughs> now I see why you two get on so well together. Come on now, one round, get to work. What you want me to do? I think some road work. She fix you up fine. You run down to the beach. Hey, that's too far. That's ten miles. What are you talking, ten miles? Ain't I going there with you? So? So it's only five miles apiece. <laughs> Say, I never thought of that. Well, don't worry about that for now, one round. We've lined you up about for tomorrow night. You'll be fighting Cyclone Wilson. But there's no need to bother yourself about anything. We've paid all your hospital bills in advance. <laughs> I, I'm worried about this, though. I don't think I'm in good shape. You'll be in good shape. We'll let you fight in the corset. Mm -hmm. However, I'll still find out if you're in good condition. Ravelli, get me a pair of boxing gloves. I want to take a soccer gumbat. I ain't got no gloves, boss. But here's a chair you can hit him with. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What am I going to get for this fight? Gumbats, I was figuring it out this morning. It seems to me that uh, for my share as manager... Uh, $5,000 would be reasonable. And then, of course, there are also other items. Training expenses, 40 cents. 
Movie tickets for me and my girl, a dollar and a half. But uh, she paid for the tickets, so we'll make it a dollar. Now, uh, let's see. That leaves you exactly $2.80. Hey, boss, what about the meat? He's right, Gumbass. I think Ravelli ought to get that two eighty. Say, I I thought that was going to be a $1,000 price. Hey, Palooka, for the money you're going to get, you won't need any price. You mean mean I ain't got nothing out of this fight? Now, don't get excited. We bought something for you. Yeah? What you bought? The referee. (laughs) But, Wash, how are we going to see the fight tomorrow night if we got to go see Mrs. Willoughby as well? There's no way the orchestra finish in time. Never fear, Ravelli. The solution is really quite simple. I'll buy the conductor as well. Oh, Dorman, have the Rome Philharmonic started playing yet? No, sir, you're just in time. I was afraid you were going to say that. Now I'm going to have to sit through the whole thing with Mrs. Willoughby. Uh, yes, sir. She's in her private box up the main stairs and to the right, sir. I don't suppose there's a long cut I could take, is there? Uh, sir? Never mind. I'll find it. At last you're here, Mr. Flywheel. Why, Mrs. Willoughby, hello. Oh, I must say, I'm surprised you have the nerve to show your face in public. Why not? You get away with it. (laughs) Mr. Flywheel, I'm very angry with you. When you phoned yesterday and advised me to put money into Gombat's canning company, I naturally assumed it was a bona fide business venture. Well, it is. His name is Gombat's, and tonight he'll get canned. (laughs) Then he, I assume, is the reason I have been receiving a steady stream of bills, all related in some way to boxing. So what's a little money trouble between man and wife? But we're not married. All right, I accept. I'll wear white. But if you really love me, you won't show up. That settles it. I'm through with the whole mess. Oh, don't desert him now, madam. One round gombat needs a woman's care. He's just a kid at heart. You ought to see him cutting out paper dolls. We could settle down, just the three of us. Me, gombats, and your money. I'm sure that would suit you very well. Mrs. Willoughby, may I call you Alice? Why, do you think I look like an Alice? No, I think you look like a Frank, but I'm keeping quiet about it. Given, madam, you'll pay for that bad advice. That settles it. I'm through. I need it this time. I'm through with you. I'm through with this fighter. And I'm through with your assistant. Where is he, by the way? Shouldn't he be here with you? This is the cheapest lead into a musical number I've ever heard in my life. He recognized a few of his cousins in the orchestra and went backstage to say hello. Mr. Flywheel, isn't that him down there now? He's sitting right where the soloist should be. What do you suppose could have happened? Well, either the soloist met with an accident or he met with Ravelli. (laughs) And for his sake, I hope it was an accident. Now what's he doing? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think he's going to play. Okay, ladies and germs, now I'm going to play for you Rachmaninoff's Concerto in G minor in A. <laughs> okay, boys.
not like the ones you see on a bar in the zoo. Monkeys upon a tree, do the monkey doodle do. Tickets over at the boxing stadium tonight. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, this is dreadful. Don't just sit there. Do something. Very well, Mrs. Willoughby, if you insist. Bravo, bravo, encore. Encore, more, more. mention it one round. When I promote a fight, I like to make sure that all the fighters are in trim. Here, hit my hand. Okay. Uh, oops. <laughs> Missed. Hey, mind the lockers there, one round. I just had them installed. Oh, sorry, Mr. Jackson. Oh, flywheel. Ravelli, you're here. Yeah, we managed to get a ride in Mrs. Willoughby's car. Only don't tell Mrs. Willoughby because she doesn't know yet. <laughs> Besides, you don't think we miss your big fight, do you? He's right, one round. Why, we heard the crowd cheering as we came in. They love you, Gombacks. They want you to win. A win or lose, they hope you get killed. Huh? Okay, I'm gonna go see how the other fight's going. You two's better get your man ready. He's up next. Gombacks, in a little while, you'll be out in front of that crowd fighting. Your mother will be at home listening at the radio. I ain't got no mother. I think this is a Lassie movie. <laughs> Just remember, we've done everything we could for you. We've paid the referee to give you the decision. We've paid the other fighter to let you win. Now, Gombat, the rest is up to you. All you gotta do is remember everything I told you. And what's that, Mr. Ravelli? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Ravelli, make yourself useful. Run over to Cyclone Wilson's dressing room and ask him to wear red fighting trunks so Gombats will know him when they meet in the ring. Okay, boss. Mr. Flywheel, I got terrible news. Wilson's run out on us. We can't find him any place. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Jackson. Gombats is much better when he fights alone. <laughs> I'd go in there and fight him myself, but I've got my glasses on. Ravelli, it's up to you. Hey, you got another pair of glasses? I don't want to fight him either. Ravelli, you're going in to fight for Wilson. All right. <laughs> 
I go in and fight for Wilson if somebody else go in and fight for me. Come on, put on those gloves. I don't need the gloves. My hands ain't cold. <laughs> I'd better go announce this change. Uh, come out as soon as you're ready. Now, let's go over everything one more time. Gumbats, don't forget. You go down for a count of four in the third round. Gravelli, you go down for the count of three in the fourth round. Uh, no, you go down for the count of five in the... Well, never mind. The referee has all the instructions. Let's go. Hey, boss, let's walk down the other aisle. Here comes Mrs. Willoughby. I might find you here. Oh, why, Mrs. Willoughby, I didn't know you were a fight fan. Who are you rooting for? You know perfectly well I'm not. It's occurred to me that out of all the money I gave to you, there seems to be a sum of $5,000 unaccounted for. Have no fear, Mrs. Willoughby. I was lucky enough to get in on a very sound investment with that $5,000. Well, I'm glad you've done at least one sensible thing. Now, just what did you do with the money? Madam, I took that $5,000 and bet it on one round combat. It's too late to change your mind now, Mrs. Willoughby. You've made your bet. Now lie on it. Oh, really? Now, Ravelli, you're going into that ring and you may never come out again. Before you step through those ropes, is there anything you want to say? Yes, boss. I'd like to ask a question. What building has 300 stories and no elevator? I give up, Ravelli. What building has 300 stories and no elevator? A public library. <laughs> That's a some joke, eh? Get in that ring, Ravelli. And don't forget, you're supposed to take a beating. But while you're taking it, remember, Mrs. Willoughby and myself will be out there cheering. Main bout, ten rounds to a decision. In this corner, one round gumbats, the terror of the east side. Yeah! And in this corner, Emmanuel Ravelli, the pride of the gas house district. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ravelli, is that a horseshoe I feel in your glove? Sure, I'm gonna put it there for good luck. <laughs> All right, boys, go to it. If you need me, I'll be at the microphone. Well, folks, here's Flywheel bringing you a round-by-round account of the big fight. Zowie, there they go. Gumbats is leading, but Ravelli is close behind, chasing him around the ring. Ravelli's in a corner. He's fighting back savagely, thus proving the old adage that if you get a rat in a corner, he'll fight back. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a battle. And there's a blow from Gunbat. What an almighty punch. Lucky for Ravelli, he was tying a shoelace. <laughs> this is some contest. Folks, I'm going to put the mic in the ring so you can hear the grunting of the gladiators, the pounding of leather against leather. Listen to this. Hey, Gumbatch, what's the matter with you? You hit me that time. But what about you? You got me all covered in blood. I know, but it's my blood. <laughs> hey, Flywheel, I'm a tired. Stop the round. We can't, Ravelli. The timekeeper can't find his watch. I'll tell him to look in my back pocket. <laughs> Hear that, folks? What a battle. What a battle. Gumbatch looks great. Gumbatch looks masterful. Gumbats is down. <laughs> he looks even better when he's down. Listen to the count. One, two, three. Get up, Gumbats, get up. Four, five, 
Six. Get up from that. How am I going to explain to Mrs. Willoughby? Seven. Eight. Nine. You forgot eight and a half. Ten. Elks. The winner is Emmanuel Ravelli. Ravelli. Ravelli, come here. Well... I guess I did pretty good, huh, boss? I thought you were supposed to throw the fight. I did throw it. Oh, yeah, boss. I make a mistake. I threw it the wrong way. <laughs> Say, here comes Mrs. Willoughby. I think I go back in the ring. Mr. Flywheel, this is terrible. I saw the whole thing. You've thrown away that $5,000 with your preposterous bet. Now, calm down, Mrs. Willoughby. I'll get your money back in no time. But first, I'll need another $5,000. $5,000. Mr. Flywheel, you're not getting another cent out of me. All I wanted was a simple little plan to save me paying too much income tax. And this is it. It's so simple I could have kicked myself for not thinking of it earlier. Mrs. Willoughby, how would you feel about a rematch? Oh! Hey, boss. How you feel? They've been treating you good at this hospital? Oh, not so bad. The swelling around the eye has gone down a little. That's a good, because you're being discharged today. So soon, but I'm nowhere near well enough. I know, but Mrs. Willoughby, she by the hospital so she can throw you out. <laughs> but it's her fault I'm in here. Sure, that was a some ponce. Maybe we should have put her in the ring. Quiet, Ravelli. I still haven't forgiven you for giving her the boxing glove. But she asked her so nice. Yes, but why did you have to give her the one with the horseshoe in it? <laughs> You better get your clothes, boss. Here comes Mrs. Willoughby now. Mr. Flywheel. Uh, don't worry, Mrs. Willoughby. We're, we're leaving. In fact, nothing could persuade me to stay a moment longer. Why, in all the time I've been here, I haven't seen one cockroach. And if it's not good enough for them, it's certainly not good enough for me. <laughs> come, come, Mr. Flywheel. You're not going anywhere. I've had a complete change of heart. You have? Hmm, maybe this isn't such a bad hospital after all. Do you think they could give Ravelli a complete change of brain? Now, Mr. Flywheel, you're to stay here. I've instructed the doctors to give you the best medical treatment money can buy and to let me know the minute you're completely well. Why the minute? So I'll know just when to hit him again! <laughs> To Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel, starring Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx, as Waldorf T. Flywheel, and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx, as Emmanuel Ravelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Hoadley, and Vincent Marzello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Furman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheikman, and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Maggs.